This is Ty Green. The world is on fire, and it's biblical. My wife and I were talking about this yesterday, and then later on that same day, Brother Tyler from Generation 2434 posted about the same thing. These fires have been increasing all around the world. We know this. What I'd like to share today is the detail within Joel chapter 2, because it captures a time span that includes these fires that we're seeing. But it points to something else. They are precursors to the day of the Lord. Look at these recent clips, and then I want to share that verse that puts this all in perspective. Tonight, the largest fire in Louisiana state history continues to burn along with hundreds of fires along the Gulf Coast, forcing evacuations. CBS's Nicole Skanga reports that triple-digit temperatures are making it difficult for those battling the flames. In Maryville, Louisiana, fire crews are in a race against time, trying to contain a massive wildfire that has burned nearly 12,000 acres. Look at this fire tornado, also called a fire whirl in Canada. Major evacuations underway as crews are battling wildfires there. These fire whirls, incredibly rare, and when they, uh, they happen when strong winds, intense flames, and unstable air all combine. More than 200 wildfires currently burning across Canada's northwest. Tonight, our northern neighbor awash in an eerie red glow as more than 1,000 blazes sweep across Canada in the country's worst wildfire season on record. Washington state firefighters are battling a series of large wildfires, forcing the evacuation of thousands and that destroyed hundreds of properties. Jesse Kirsch has late details. With thousands of people under evacuation orders and dozens of homes destroyed, Tonight, unpredictable wildfires are testing eastern Washington state. As I turn 180, it's just from here, it's, it's gone. A firefighting plane drops water on fires raging on the Italian island of Sicily as authorities battle to bring the blazes under control. Here, smoke hangs over the city of Palermo. While the city centre may have been spared, some far-flung suburbs have already been ravaged by fires. In this car park, the burnt-out shells of cars are all that remain. Soaring temperatures have sparked fires, leaving Palermo encircled by a wall of flames. It is an inferno, and it's leaving little in its wake. Firemen have been battling the flames night and day, but the wildfires are spreading. They've come bearing down on Avantus, a village where local people are counting their losses. It has reached the entire village. Our own house up there, where the fire started, has completely burned down. There is nothing. Far, only far, that's what we could see. The wind was so strong. High winds and soaring temperatures have created a perfect storm. And beneath the smoke, a terrible discovery in the forest. Charred bodies of those who may have been seeking a better life. So far they are unnamed, their stories unknown. 
Oh my God, I can't see anything. More than two weeks after fires destroyed the town of Lahaina, the total number of people still unaccounted for is rising. Or is that a fire? Is that a new fire right there? That's like right there. It's crazy. Joel chapter 2 verse 30 is loaded. It covers a span of time. Remember Peter quoted this verse. The span of time is from the day of Pentecost to the terrible day of the Lord. I'd also like to narrow the span a bit more from this passage prophesied by Joel and quoted by Peter because there are two verses before it that encompass this time span called the church age. The age of grace. The fullness of the Gentiles is near its end, meaning that this time span, this dispensation, is almost over. I hope you're getting this. What Peter announced on the day of Pentecost concerning this prophecy from the book of Joel announces the beginning of a span of time. This is why Apostle Peter says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So it begins there on that day of Pentecost and it ends with the great and terrible day of the Lord come. This is where those fires serve as a warning because they follow a sign sent by God that announces like Peter, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Look at this, Joel chapter two, Let's pick it up at verse 28. Look at what God says. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. 
your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Now this has been happening since the day of Pentecost. And then we get a sign, a wonder in the heaven in verse 30 that kicks off more signs in addition to verses 28 and 29. God says, I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. You see that the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Here's a note. After God shows the wonders in the heavens, which are very specific, those are the same wonders of Revelation chapter 12. After these wonders in the heavens, what other warnings do we see before the day of the Lord? In the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Today we zero in on the fire. These fires all over the world are serving as a warning to us all that the day of the Lord is near. It's another call to repentance. None of us is promised tomorrow. Any one of us could perish during any of these events or just during the course of everyday life, right? The question is, are you ready when your time is up? There'll be no time for goodbyes in many cases, no time to repent, no time to call upon the name of the Lord. Some things can happen so suddenly, but if you're ready, if you've already received and accepted the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, and trusting in his work on the cross for the very redemption of your soul. The urgency here is that the world seems oblivious to what's going on. They see all of these things going on around us, yet fail to know what the Bible says about this very time, right now. Keep sounding the alarm. Point folks to Jesus. This transition into the day of the Lord it's no joke. It's all due to sin and iniquity, just like the great flood during the time of Noah, just like when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. When God has had enough, it will be enough. He's been warning the world, but are we listening? These fires seem to be just fires, but they're not. If you have an ear, please listen. Isaiah chapter 13, verse 9, Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Here's why. You got to know why this is going down. Look at what God says. Verse 11. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked 
for their iniquity, and I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Folks missed that part. Man will be more precious than fine gold. Now why is gold precious? It's because it's rare. This time period man is heading into, look at the book of Revelation, all about man perishing, depopulation earth. Sin has to be dealt with. This rebellion against God is about to be put down. Verse 13, therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. All of this perishing due to sin. But through the love of God, we can be pardoned from the penalty of death. John chapter 3, verse 16, the most famous verse in modern times. It's a quote straight from Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God wants to save you. These fires across the globe are a warning. Trust Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. You can be prepared to meet God right now. You must believe in your heart that Jesus died for you on that cross. For we have all sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. For we all have a sin debt that we cannot pay. The wages of sin is death, right? So we must trust in what Jesus did for us upon that cross. We must believe it with our hearts and confess it with our mouths. Jesus was buried and on the third day, God raised him up. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So just come as you are. Look at this. Titus 3, verses 3 through 7. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. All right, I will leave it right there. We must use our remaining time wisely. Amen. Live holy before the Lord. Love y'all. Shalom.